You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, bottom of the hour, Hockey Hall of Famer, Stanley Cup champion, Mike Vernon in studio. We're also taking your text messages at 960-960, name and location. It's day seven of our 12 days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends at Wild Rose Brewery. We're asking you, Mike Vernon's in the Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Fame for blank. Mike Vernon's in the Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Fame for blank. 960-960, name and location. That's the voice of the Cobra. He's in studio. Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, brought to you by your good friends at All Kind Door Services Limited, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for your all door repair needs. All right, Cobra, 6-5 last night. Whoa. Blew a 5-3 lead in the third period. Wouldn't it be nice? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's a way. That's a great way to start things off. Wouldn't it be nice? What an open-ended question. Yeah, if yeah, we had some game breakers. <laughs> why? First of all, why are you so low in that chair right now? Because I was too high yesterday, and yeah. now I'm like three apples tall standing here. Look, you guys are all judging me. I feel yeah. weird. Yeah, I'm you are a little looking, too low right now. You know, I'm used to looking down at people. You know, I really am. And and it it, it, it just, you know, now I'm looking up. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a very humbling experience. Yeah. My, yeah, you're my, we'll, very low right now. We'll get, oh, it's awful. We'll yeah. get GVP yeah. to take a picture like, and throw a, it on the this socials. Is a Bush League operation. You only have a really <laughs> tall chair and you have a really short chair. Yeah. There's really no know, like You guys have the three regular chairs in here. Yeah, yeah. Just GVP, why don't you just take the photo? It's like me. Ben yeah. Bishop standing next to Darren Pang right now. <laughs> yeah. Except I'm Ben Bishop sitting in a small chair. Yeah, you are. Right? Yeah. And Maddie, Maddie, why don't you stand up beside Kron <laughs> yeah. so GVP can take the photo? Yeah. Why don't right you st- just no, just stand up beside well, him. Well, I think the, the chair sells it because I think people understand that I'm yeah. uh, significantly shorter than this man yeah. when we're. Look at him. Little Brent Kron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Look at that little cobra <laughs> slithering <laughs> in that little chair. Yeah, a little yeah. baby snake. Yeah. I might have been I might have been able to fit into this this little package that I brought over here too. Oh, oh the yeah. Mike Vernon sweater. Yeah. Mm. From when I was eight. If you were that tall, your head would make up like forty percent of your height. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably weight yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a, yeah. So, uh, you're Flames uh, lose six five last yeah. night. Back to the back what did, to business. First right. of all, um, what'd you think of the Tanev Colton hit? What'd you think of that? Super know. dirty or a little dirty? Uh, I don't know. I I I don't think it was all that. Crazy dirty. I mean, there was a bit of there was a, in, some intention there. You know, Tanev's a, Tanev knows the hits coming. You you think the way he plays the game, he's a gritty guy. He takes it, turns around, and gets his face busted into the. Is is that what happened though? Tanev turned a well, little he, bit he, the he, last he, second. I don't know. He didn't turn, but it just he's kind of engaged with another player. Yeah. He's trying to he, he's make not, a wall well, play. Because I was surprised that he took the hit the way he did. You know, mm. which would lead me to believe that he was a tad bit distracted. He knew he was coming, but he was trying to do two things at once. To a certain degree, not you know. Okay. Um, I mean, when you look at that good Bran- cousins hit on Good Branson, <laughs> I mean that was little a, different. That was a little different, right? And Good Branson's a big guy. Yeah. And and I really did appreciate him grabbing Cousins and beating the wheels off of him, and you know Cousins gets up and like you know rolls his oh my neck. 
Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. And then Ooh. he's chirping at Gabranson as he's going to the bench. <laughs> I know, he's but like, you just. But yeah, I, you know, he's he's got a lot going on back there, and that Avs team is so fast too, right? You got to make decisions, split decisions in your own end. I didn't think it was crazy dirty. I I didn't, but still, I think there was a bit of intent there, and they kind of caught him a little little off guard. Uh, mm. He knew he was coming, but he couldn't brace himself for what he knew was coming, and unfortunately, when he hit, it just I didn't see him, you know, hitting his face. I had to rewind it a couple times because. Like, to me, oh, it was just cool. kind of the way that they're two kind of like almost the hip and the back and the rear of Tan have collided. It yeah. almost like springed him into yeah. the board so that he couldn't absorb with his body and was all well, face and, and, and helmet. I was I replayed it about well enough times to like that's just that's not he, he's a tough player. Like he's he's used to getting hit. I mean, the guy can take a a shot in the face with a puck for crying out loud and not miss a beat. Right? Like he's. He's a tough cookie. He's been hit hard before, but this one was just, it looked so weird to me mm-hmm. how, it, how it all just turned out. And, you know, and him going to the to the locker room right away too, you're like, oh yeah, no, there's something, there's something wrong here. I think it feels almost like more malicious because of the weekend we just had. Something we talked about with Kipper in the last hour too. Like you mentioned the Gabranson hit, there was a Vander Kane on Jonas Brodeen. Yeah. There was the Perron thing, which wasn't a hit from behind, but that was another yeah. situation where... Tempers were high and the suspension was handed out. It just feels like things are kind of high end right now, really high strung. They are. And, uh, you know, trying to, not to sound like a dinosaur here, but usually when things, when tensions get high and everybody's stick work's going on and there's cheap shots being handed out, that usually a good old fashioned fisticuff usually kind of mm-hmm. eliminates a lot of that emotion. You got your two guys go out there and they get to beat the wheels off of each other and. And you get back to playing hockey. Sometimes that's exactly what's needed in this game because it's a very aggressive game. It's a very fast game. And and it's evolved where, you know, there's a lot of that aggression is doled out by the by the league now where you're just, you know what? Oh, well, let's get them on the power play, boys. Let's get them right where it hurts on the score clock, right? And you looked at that Columbus-Florida game and it was 2-1 for Florida with, uh, you know, when Good Branson just took a run at that guy. You could just see he was just seeing red. Like the score clock was irrelevant. I'm just going to grab this guy yeah. and manhandle him and throw him to the ground and then beat him as hard as I can until somebody gets involved, right? And um, when it comes to stuff like that, cheap shots, you, if you have to answer the bell, you got to fight somebody. It becomes a little less uh, desirable to take liberties with others, but that's my that's my two cents. I'd love to see some tough guys come back. and Or and they don't have to be tough guys, but guys that are just going to fight and... That's your Jamie Benz. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's just Cronuts again. I, I, I'm again. I, I'm with you. Like nobody sits down during a fight. Everyone watches it. I but know. that's it. It's it's going the way of the dinosaur. Within ten years, they'll probably even just ban it altogether. I know. You're not allowed to fight anymore. That, They're doing it at junior hockey level now. It's I just know. fighting's going to be done and get used to just egregious stick work from I some know. of the guys and doing these plays, and then you'll see the outrage. On Twitter, that guys are using their sticks too much. But again, when there's no nothing to answer, there's no bell to answer. There's no guy on the bench who can come out and beat the brakes off you. That's what we're going to see: some dirty plays in the National Hockey League. Get used to it, yep. because fighting is going to go the way of the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. That's going to be eliminated eventually from the NHL. Right. Now. That's going to that's going to get uh, eliminated from hockey. You're just going to see a lot more cheap shots because guys are going to take liberties because they can. Well, and then you're going to start burying guys from behind, right? You're mm-hmm. going to start spearing guys. You're going to start, I mean, all that stuff goes and away again, if that's you have a, to answer that's the That's the bell. ref's job, and that's the league's job Whatever. to suspend guys. But I get it. Like, there'll be, there'll be injuries out there because there's really nothing to answer for. Right. And that's just the reality of the situation. Again, 
should we have bare knuckle fighting <laughs> when we what we do know about brain and head injuries? Well, no, but is it dirty to you know what David Perron did? Right. Like like even what Ross Colton did, which was a borderline play on Tanev. Like yep. like you need to stick up for your better players. What I love what we saw last night was when Drewan went in on Vladar and Gilbert just blew <laughs> oh, him up. That. And and he just stood there and looked yes. at him too. It's like, no child. I, I loved it. I stood up myself when I was watching. I'm like, yeah! Yeah. Like, like, if you're a goalie, how do you feel when your D-man does it. that? You're smiling from ear to ear, and you just yeah. kind of look over Drew N, too, and you're like, what are you doing, yeah. you idiot? Maybe like, give him a little hack on the yeah, Achilles as yeah. he starts to stand up. You, know yeah. like you're, like you're, you just stand 10 feet to te- 15 feet taller. right? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll never forget when the Hitman traded for Steve and Pete my first, first season with the Hitman, and I wasn't getting run over on a daily basis, but there were some liberties taken with the goaltenders. And Stephen Pete, he had a he had a higher voice like Mike Tyson. And I remember oh. when I first met him and he was I don't know if you guys know this guy, but he's he was tough as nails and I met him and he's like, Hey Croner, you know, don't worry about anything. I got it from here on out. <laughs> right? And I'm sitting there, I'm seventeen, I know who he is. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Right. And I, I can't remember I we were playing Kootenai, I think it was, and some guy just sprayed me with snow for fun. Uh-oh. And Petey grabbed him and basically one punched him to his knees and then slapped him on the side of the head. And the guy basically had fallen over by the time I looked up from freezing the puck. The guy was lying on his side beside me, basically. <laughs> and I was just like, oh boy. I'm just gonna I'm not gonna cover the puck as fast anymore. Now I'm just gonna wait and give him an opportunity. Right? Like it's just guys like Gilbert doing that, like he became my favorite Flames player last night. Cause it was just like, get out of here, Drew Ann. Like, what are you doing? And even you could see Drew Ann when he got up, he's like, I probably didn't need yeah. to do that, yeah. right? And, and he just stood there over top of him, like, you know, with his arms folded. It could have been a CD album cover or something like that. I was just looking at him, like, what? Right? 100 Bloody. pims in 23 games for Pete as a hitman. <laughs> oh, man. What, why do you keep hiding that jersey under well, your coat? I don't coat? want him to see it. And I'm going to okay, forget about it. Okay, but he's not here yet. But he's going to be here in a little bit. Is he? Yes. For he's, sure? For sh- Well, I would imagine. Some, somebody call him? I just texted him. Yeah, good. Oh, is he on the way? I don't know. And we're speaking to Mike Vernon. Yeah. It'd be a listening? buzz kill if he doesn't show up. <laughs> That'd be awful. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a super buzz kill. <laughs> yeah. Send him the address. And you'd have your sad little eight-year-old jersey <laughs> yeah, not getting signed. Oh, I'll be just, so sad. I'll just go kick rocks down the LRT station over there. Just like this <laughs> You is just brutal. got your head down, yeah. all sad oh, pants. Man, the, mm. um, what, what did you think of Ladara's performance last night? I thought he was okay. You know, first period, he made some good saves. Flames had a bit of momentum. They blocked a ton of shots last night, too. Holy smokes. Like Yeah. Was it 30? Every, when Tanev yep. went out, they're like, we got to pick up the slack. Yeah, right? But uh, I thought he was I thought he was fine. I just, you know, that, and it's McKinnon on a breakaway, and it's 5-5. Five, five. I get it. But that, that's a one-on-one, right? That's where he separates himself as a better goaltender, I right? I said it earlier. Sometimes like, you just need a save. You just need a save. And, and they yeah. were up 5-3 going to the third period. And they, I, the game was not over. But just by watching that game, you knew that that game was not over, right? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that bad bounce on that fourth goal, right? Uh, Where it's just like, it's come on. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then McCarr decides, like, he's just going to wind it up again and shoots it <laughs> to the net and Ranton and puts it in. It's like, boom, 5-5. Five, five. And then with that breakaway at 4.30, I'm like, in my mind, as I was watching, I'm like, I was cheering for Lutter. I'm like, make this save. Make this save. Because nobody cares if you're letting five goals. Make this save. Make yeah. this save. And he just buried blocker. I mean, hey, that's a hell of a shot from a, a world class player. Like yeah. that stuff does happen, right? 
But if you want to get out of that conversation of being a 1B guy, if you want to get out of that conversation of being kind of a game-breaking goaltender, mm-hmm. that's a save that I want to see him make just because I am cheering for him. That's a save that, that lets your teammates know, lets your, it gives confidence to your teammates, gives confidence to your coaching staff. That's a, that's a save that Markstrom's been making this year too, for the most yeah. part, right? Um, so I was disappointed to see that one going because... That's that's it right there. You can hang your not your season, but to this point for Vladar, that's that's his make or break. Uh, that is the voice of our Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, courtesy of our good friends at All Kind Door Services. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, nine sixty. The fan. Do you want to hear what Nathan McKinnon said post game about that shot? Okay. I'd love to. He has his cans on. Brent can hear. <coughs> uh, low blocker. <laughs> what do you think I saw? I think I was going high glove there, Peter? <laughs> Jesus, not that bad. Uh, yeah, no, I saw some room. Um, yeah, my uh, my my uh, mini breakaway in the first, I saw a little blocker, so I was kind of looking for that in third, too. It's crazy how they... It's they always know. Yeah, they, they always, always know. know. It's yeah. like when you you look in the outfield in baseball and they got the players and they're constantly checking their cheat sheets on what to expect <laughs> out of the batters, but they just know. Well, yeah. and, and They just know. do. And he's a left-handed shot. Coming in on the goalie's glove side with speed, far side shot, tough to get right, and like that's a that's a goal scorer's goal. That's the goal scorer. See it like he said, and it doesn't have to be much. It's over your pad, under your blocker. There was room though. There was probably more room than needed to be. Sure. Honestly, the way he lined up, but that speed is so intimidating though, right? Like, what? Okay, so I'm I'm gonna get ready for the shot. He's gonna burn me with a deke, right? Like he's he's that player that that can change and identify. McKinnon's that player that can change. And identify on breakaways, right? The other part of this is that um, there was the stoppage. There was that TV timeout, and they're under pressure. They're tr- they're trying to get the puck out a little bit. Vladar is going left to right, and he's he's moving a lot in the third period. They finally get the puck out. Backlund dumps it in, and it's McKinnon coming the other way. Two seconds later, downhill. I know. What are you thinking if you're a goalie in that? Because you you're just trying to catch your breath. I know, and they and like you said, they were snapping it around, and they weren't. Getting a lot of shots through, but it just that movement of tracking left, right, up, back, over, just holy smokes! Like the power that, plays, just it's and they they and those passes are so hard, yeah, and fast. Like would break my stick or my wrist trying to trying to like they're just it's crazy, right? They're a fun team to watch. Like it it it, it anytime Colorado's on, I watch just to see those guys just snap it around. Like Georgiev, I think that's who was starting the net for. For for Colorado, five against on twenty two. How bad was that Coleman goal? Oh too? man, he was not good at all. And they and they completely changed. I mean, they had to prove something. Like McCarr was minus four going into the third period. McCarr was four. Taves was three. Uh, McKinnon was three. Ranton was three. They were all minuses. And, and to my earlier point, when I said, "Wouldn't it be nice?" You know, like that's that's a team with like the Flames are doing it by committee, and we love watching them play. And everybody's got to pull on the rope in the same direction. Their big boys in, in in Colorado last night were kind of asleep behind the wheel for most of the first two periods, and then and they get their chances here or there, and then the third period they almost it's just like, hey guys, you know what? We're I don't know if you know this, but we're losing. We're down by two. We got to score three goals to win a hockey game here. You think we can do that? Yeah, I think we can do that. Okay, let's go and do that. Even before going on social media after the game, I thought this is going to be a big one for Team Tank. They're going to love this one <laughs> yeah. because there's multiple things that you love there if you're Team Tank. There's no points in a game where you score five goals. There's some serious learning moments for guys like Sloviov and mm-hmm. Zary and Pospisil against a real top team yep. in the NHL. Yep. And on top of that, I, I think it really proved to you that you do 
you can just go out and win a game with stars. Yeah. Because as far as the first 40 minutes, like the Flames did a lot of things that you like and you say, yeah, you should win this game. Well, and, and they're they're gritty. They were, like you said, they're blocking shots. You look at those D-men. I mean, three of them played over 20 minutes. They're just hunched over, you know, and they're just going back out and going back out. Gilbert, I thought, played a great game like we discussed, a better game than he's had so far. And and then you just see that third period come and just kick you right in the berries, and it's like that's just how she goes. I remember hmm. one quick story, um, playing for the Hitman my first year, and we were in Medicine Hat, and we were down 5-1 going to the third period. And this is when Moran was around and Chris Beach and yeah. Pavel Brendel <laughs> and Jordan Kristanovich and the list goes on. And I just remember sitting there. I'm 17. It's, you know, earlier in the year. I'm kind of new to the Western Hockey League. and one You'd of the already guy- been pulled in this one. No, <laughs> yes, sorry. Yeah. They left, <laughs> me, they left me in, um, and obviously, uh, 33 and 6 that year. So you settle down. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> First round pick. Shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one of the guys just gets up and was like, hey, boys, we're. We need six. We need uh, five to win here. Let's let's go and get it for the third. There's no panic or nothing. And literally, I got maybe one shot from the other end of the ice, and we won six five. And I was like, <laughs> it's that simple. Like when you have players like yeah. that too, they're just such game breakers. That like, oh, you know what? Like here we go. Let's score. It was the five four goal. They made it five four, and it's like, yeah, they're gonna win this game oh, in regulation. Know. Yeah. You, you just you knew it, right? Yeah. But for me, it was even earlier that just that bad bounce where you're like, "Oh, here we go." That's the break Colorado needed to get some momentum, and then McCarr steps out and shoots and ran, and it's just like, "Yeah, this is okay, yeah. perfect, right?" Um, producer Patrick um, brought this up earlier in the show. Uh, I want him to read you Jonathan Huberto's scoreline from last night. Mm. Mm. Patrick, uh, the floor is yours. It is uh, zero goals, zero assists, zero plus minus, zero shots, one shot miss, one block shot. Zero everything else, and he lost a face-off. A face-off. A face-off. Your thoughts? Yeah. Doesn't count the giveaway on the uh, it does. They didn't count the giveaway. 16-44 ice time. Yeah, you're not beating that Colorado Avalanche team without your stars, right? And Lindholm it, also was donuts. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But he's been kind of... But he made yep. a couple of good plays that led to goals. I thought he was better yesterday. Yeah, I, thought, I thought he had an impact on the game. Yeah. Huberto, not so much. No, but that's the thing. This is this is a big game. It's big boy hockey. Yeah. You're, this is this that's is five straight. He doesn't have a point. In right, it. but even like okay, so he's been struggling once again. He's been doing. We've been complimenting him on just playing the game of hockey, just playing R- the other right. things. Yes, right? and oh, he's and, looking all right out there. He's doing yeah, his job, yeah, right? Kind of. I mean, and I, I'm <laughs> sorry. We have a good I'm, twirl out there. <laughs> wow, both yeah, skates exactly. are laced. Sweating tonight. Great. And I mean, I know I'm being a bit of a jerk, but. No, it, it's fair. But it, you sit there, and it's just like, man, oh, man. That, these are the games that a guy like Huberdo, that's what the Flames need. Somebody that's going to mm-hmm. break the game open for the Flames. Mm-hmm. That's why he's here. And when you see McKinnon break the game open, and you see McCarr break the game open, and you Ranton. see Rantanen break the and the Shushkin break the game open, and, and we're just, like, squeezing every ounce of everything out of everybody Every night, it, it, it's, it's almost infuriating being a Flames fan because you just see how easy it is. And it's not easy. They're skilled players. I'm not saying the game is easy. But when you have players like that, you can have a bad night and win. You know, if, mm-hmm. if the Flames have a bad you night. You've got to be picking in the top five th- to get those guys. Exactly, right? And that they've had to bottom out, yep. right? And so do you want to continue to lose to the big guys and... Just be around or, you know, I mean, that's a tough call. And that's something that, you know, Craig Conrad and the team's going to have to figure out. The last night was another example of when you play teams like this. And much like when they play the team up north, when you have these superstars who are taken at the top of the draft. Yes. 
It just that's the only way you get those guys. I know. Unless you get super lucky and you get a free agent signing like the Golden Knights did with the trade with Eichel, getting Alex Petrangelo, but also they have the allure and Mark Stone, of course, exactly. the trade. But also they had all those advantages with the expansion draft to deal all these prospects, and it's also the allure of playing in Las Vegas. A lot of the teams in the NHL have to build via the draft, and sometimes it works out like the Avalanche and the Penguins and the Blackhawks, not so much for the Oilers, not so much for the Sabres, not so much for the Senators right now, Mm -hmm. but that's the only way in a salary cap era can you grab superstar talent is in the draft. Like, look at the Leafs. Yeah, they have all these cap issues, but (laughs) if you're a Flames fan, would you not like to have those cap issues? Oh, how are we going to fit in a 40-goal scorer like William Nylander? Those are first-world problems. (laughs) Oh, I have too much money in my bank account. Too many Victoria's Secret models are texting me. These are good issues to have. Like, And that's the thing about drafting these guys near the top of the draft. The Avalanche was a shining example last night. Although I did watch uh, Makar. I'm like, that guy could be... 29 coming into a brand new arena in Calgary playing for his hometown. <laughs> Stop shaking your head, Rose. Why not? He's going to have a statue outside that ball Stop. arena. Stop. I don't want to start this. It's just going to be Shohei Otani, but worse. Just but would be oh, rushed. He went to LA. Yeah, did you hear? Yeah. That sucked. I thought of you when I heard it, like way late. I heard it yesterday. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> How did you miss it? I, I don't have my notifications turned on. I only have one sports app. On my phone, Sportsnet yeah. app. Damn right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the only app you need. Boy, does it run <laughs> yeah. well, hey? And it I, runs great. And I have it. It's a... smooth as F. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And they just changed it up, and it's all it's all. Yeah, confused. and it's great. It's better now, oh. but it's confusing. No, yeah. it's not. It's, it's the old great. Way. They added a plus to <laughs> it. You're the problem, not the <laughs> yeah. app. Figure it out. All right. Uh, is he coming in or what? I don't know. What's, okay, what's the time? So. He gave me a thumbs up. When I said, if you have any problems, let me know. All right. He's probably uh, got to be close. We're going to break. Do you have keys to the game tonight? Oh, okay. oh I didn't cool. do it. But, but I know what they are. It's not cool. a big deal. It's not hard to figure out. Uh, we, should we play him that play-by-play call before we hit the break? Oh, yeah. This is an MJHL call. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. You, okay, you so, love a little MJ. Yeah. So, I played three uh, games in the MJ. Nice. Oh, so, uh, Who'd there you was play a, for? Winkler Flyers against the OCN Blizzard, the Opasquia Cree Nation Blizzard. Very nice. oh. They smoked us both really? nights. Really? Brawl 15 minutes into the, or 10 oh. minutes into the first period. So they crushed you on the scoreboard and beat the brakes up. <laughs> it was hilarious because I remember every time I go talk to kids, I'm like, what's the toughest building you've ever played in? I'm like, it's the paw when there's 1,500 the people and they're the and you're getting police <laughs> escorts to the game. Yep. Yeah. I was 15, delayed penalty, skate to the bench. Plays in the offensive zone. I'm skating the bench. The, one of the guys just stops and looks at me and just starts skating towards me. <laughs> and I couldn't get to the bench before he got to me. Oh, no. And I just, you know, el- the elbow pads yeah. on the goalie chest protector have hard plastic on them. Yeah. I was 15. I was scared. I popped them. And then everybody just oh, came man. on. Like, I was at oh, the bottom. No. Both goalies. There was no <laughs> oh, backup goalie. Because they were. Bo- they both had the OCN flu, I believe. They were both. Yeah. Col- they had both had the sniffles. And mm. I'm at the bottom of the pile. And the... I'm 15, and and the uh, the coach was pulling me out. He's like, "Don't get into a fight." I'm like, "Don't worry, I I'm not fighting anybody here. I'm scared. I'm actually scared." Where's my mom? Yes. <laughs> so we played Friday, Saturday in the Paw, and then we played Sunday in Dauphin. We won that game. I played all three games. Oh, just got smoked. Well, we're gonna play you some play-by-play. You know, you, you talk about the greatest calls in hockey history. You know, yep. The Joe said, like the list goes on and on. Peter sure. Marr calling, you know, stuff, and and Bob Cole. But this call is probably the greatest you've ever heard in your life. Joey Bielikasity turns back. Looks like they're doing a little reversity. You might see in football. And here comes Bazin. He's got some speed. He's with the D. Oh, oh, what's he going to do? He's shooting the roof, Daddy. Oh, look at that. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. <laughs> 
<laughs> forget, Stop forget playing somebody. I don't know who they're playing. Forget Al Michaels. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> Play it one more time. Play it one more time. with the D. Oh, oh, what are you gonna do? He's in the room, Daddy. Oh look my. at this! Look at that! <laughs> look at this! Look at that! <laughs> How did you find this? Oh, this going the went viral. Viral last week. He's gonna split the D. Oh, oh, what are you gonna do? He's in the room, Daddy. Oh, look at that! Look at this! Look at that! What a great look call! Look at this! Look at that! <laughs> all right, <laughs> it's Steinbeck versus the Nipwat. Yeah. All right, yeah. right. Um, Cobra Kron's uh, keys to the game tonight, and Mike Vernon next. And uh, day seven of our twelve days of uh, Christmas, courtesy of Wild Rose Brewery. Uh, Mike Vernon's in the Hall of Fame. Like I'm like I'm in the Hall of Fame of blank. Mike Vernon's in the Hall of Fame. Like I'm like I'm in the Hall of Fame of blank. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. It's all straight ahead. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. Daddy, oh, look at that. Look at this, look at that. It's a big show, and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Um, we're giving away day seven of our 12 <laughs> days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends at Wild Rose Brewery. Um, we're asking you, as we're opening our on-air uh, advent calendar in about 15 minutes or so, Mike Vernon's in the Hall of Fame like I'm in the Hall of Fame of blank. Mike Vernon's in the Hall of Fame, like I'm in the Hall of Fame of blank. 960, 960, name and location. The Cobra's still in studio. Yeah. Uh, our big show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, courtesy of our good friends at All Kind Door Services. Cobra. But joining us in yeah. studio right now, freshly minted into the Hockey Hall of Fame, um, two-time Stanley Cup champion, Mr. Mike Vernon. Good morning. Thanks for doing this. How are you? Oh, not so bad. A little early, though. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, Ask Maddie Rose what time you woke up today. What time did you wake up today? Oh, today, um, 4.15, I think. Slept in a little bit. Slept in a little bit. When's the last time you woke up at 4.15? Wow. And not coming in (laughs) at 4.15, waking up at 4.15. Yeah, no, I can't recall that. Yeah. (laughs) There wasn't a time. Yeah. Um, Thanks for jumping in today. Um, Lots to discuss. Uh, Again, uh, Brent Cron uh, set this up. Were you aware that his nickname was the Cobra? I did not. <laughs> no, you, do you want do you want to give him the Cole's notes version of uh why you're nicknamed the Cobra? Very quickly. Very quickly. This is after I first met you, Vernie. But uh, I was I, I was playing in Omaha back in the minors where where I carved out a career for myself and there was a, there was a fan down there that really liked my glove hand. I thought it was lightning fast. They thought it was like a cobra. So it stuck oh. with the team yeah. and then it followed me around everywhere. To the point where I would like, get traded and move on, and they'd be like, "Hey, how's Cobes doing? How's the Cobra doing?" And then, and then before games in Texas, in Dallas's farm system, they'd say, "I'm Cobracron starting in net." You know, just that <laughs> stupid crap, and it's just like it's stuck. It, and even Friday against, I was at the Wranglers game. Yeah, people are calling me Cobra. My wife's sitting there; she's just like, "Really? Yeah." Cause I thought we escaped from this. Lou Gazda right. came on our show last week, and then he played with Cron in Dallas, yeah. in Texas. And said, um, hey, uh, you know, Cron was incredible during our run of the Calder Cup final. We called him the Cobra. And then it spawned into, now we just call him Cobra Cron. <laughs> Cobra Cron. <laughs> what was uh, your goal? Nickname for you. Is it just Vernie the whole way through? Or did you have a bunch? Uh, 
Roadhouse. <laughs> Road, 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 like based on the Patrick Swayze '80s classic. Road I didn't, Verdi, Like I didn't know you had like a 20 inch waist like Patrick Swayze. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gary Gary Suter called me Roadhouse. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a pretty sweet that, nickname. That's but he was the only one that really called me that. It was okay. just Verney. I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the worst nickname uh, of a guy you played with? Worst. Because every hockey oh, nickname is a Y. Probably can't say. What's that? <laughs> probably can't say. Yeah. <laughs> can't say that already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, wanted to uh, ask you, I'm sure you've been asked a ton of this. Um, it took a while to get the call from Lanny in the Hall of Fame. Um, did it get to a point where, like, if it happens, cool. If not, you know, I can look at my videos of being a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Did you anticipate eventually you get the call? Like, just take us through the process of getting that phone call to getting into the hall. Well, you, as a kid, you dream of uh, winning a, playing in the National Hockey League or winning a Stanley Cup and things like that. But the Hall of Fame is just, it's out of your mind. You you don't even go there because it's a, like an untouchable type thing. So, oh, your name comes up, you, it's mentioned, you just kind of take it in stride and go, well, hopefully they'll think my numbers are good enough to get in and things right. like that and that's you know there's there's a lot of people that, out there like that should be in type thing and there's some that shouldn't but i i just i don't know what the criteria is i have no idea yeah and this year they put three goaltenders in and that was very unusual so uh you just it's great to get the call. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and to be in that room with, uh, the 300 other guys and gals. So it is, uh, it's a great honor. I'm very blessed. And, uh, I, I mean, it's kind of a dream. It's, I haven't woke up yet. I don't think. Right. <laughs> like I still pinch myself and say, I can't believe I'm in there with guys like Glenn Hall and, Gump Worsley and guys like this and Jerry Cheevers and it's just crazy. Um, Vernie, I like <laughs> to ask uh, hard-hitting questions on my show. So, mm, yeah. uh, we're, Maddie and I are such esteemed journalists. <laughs> um, mm. Your thoughts on the drawing of your face that's now in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Did you approve of it? Do they do a good job on your face? What did you think? Yeah, I got to, well, I got to pick that one. So it's a okay. younger younger Mike Vernon. There's Very no handsome. doubt. Very <laughs> handsome. There, there's no yeah. gray hair in that one. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, no, I did get to pick the picture, and I'm not too uh, photogenic. So that was the best one I could come up with. Did you oh, did you have a favorite part of the ceremony? Because I always think about when you get the jacket, is it like the Masters? Does it have a similar feeling? <laughs> well, I think it was, you know what? It was all great. I I enjoyed myself thoroughly. I uh, it was constant. It's a little overwhelming. Uh, I really enjoyed meeting the other inductees, getting to know them better, and uh, and their story too of how they got into the NHL and how they made it. Like Tommy Brasso, right out of high school in to the NHL. Could you imagine the Calder? Yeah, like that's crazy talk. Yeah. Um, you know, when even meeting Hitch, uh, ex-coach and things like this, <laughs> yeah. I never played for Hitch. I heard he was tough and things like that, but it, just how his mind thinks and how, just talking the game and he's still involved in hockey. He still loves the game. And, uh, Hendrick, 
Hendrick Lundquist was interesting. Mm. Uh, a really nice guy. I mean, everybody, you know, it's all about Hendrick and things like this and the good-looking man. And yeah, great There hair. was a lot of yeah. Ranger fans there and things like that. And uh, it came across like shampoo man. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? He goes, ah, oh, Vernie, I did this uh, head and shoulders commercial for 15 years in Sweden. So they know me as the shampoo man. <laughs> not, not the goalie that won him a yeah. gold medal right. or played yeah, for yeah. the Rangers. Yeah. The yeah. shampoo man. Yeah. So there's just little tidbits and uh, Carolyn would all that. It, just, it was just great meeting them all and uh, her career too. She was amazing. And uh, the years and all the goals she scored and things like that. Uh, she's still involved in hockey and it, it was great. Pierre Turgeon, really nice guy, you know. Had a, a tragedy with his daughter, lost his daughter, and uh, which was tough. But uh, he he was he he's a solid guy and a good family man. And uh, I mean, the guy put up a lot of points. Yeah, did he score on you ever? Or no, oh, probably, he probably not. Probably one, eh? two times, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Is oh, please well, go ahead. Yeah, Brad. sorry, I'm a little fired up here. Um, <laughs> when La- when Lanny <laughs> called you. Did you know he was calling to say this? Do you have an idea, or, or how did that? No, uh, did it had, come from a different number? Yeah, so it came from a four one six number, oh, okay. and then it had conference call below it. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Oh shit, maybe I missed a conference call. Maybe <laughs> I was supposed to be on a call today." Yeah, right. And so I just picked it up. I go, "Hello," and then it's Lanny, obviously, hmm. and. Uh, he just asked if my wife was there, and I said, no, she's not. Uh, I'm by myself. And then he uh, gave me the word that uh, you have been selected for the Hockey Hall of Fame. And, awesome. Uh, that is crazy. My reaction was, holy shit. I Actually, I... Like, what if Lanny would have said, actually, I'm going to wait till your wife comes back. I'll call you back. You're like, what? Don't worry about it. What? Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll call you back. Well, yeah. it was a bit of a, well, Lanny called, but he also said he was with Mike Gardner. Oh, okay. And he was with the Hall, too. So that was a bit of a giveaway. But uh, it, it was good because he said it couldn't come from a better guy. Yeah. And then uh, it was it was good. He just says he can't say anything to anybody until... Three o'clock, and this is noon. Oh man! And to keep me <laughs> quiet for three hours. Is so-, <laughs> so I text my kid, uh, the family chat, and I just said, "Look, it. I've been inducted, but you can't say anything to anyone until three o'clock Eastern time." Or something. <laughs> and they're like, "Okay." And so that was lighting up. And then I said, "To hell with it! I'm going to call Glenn Hall." So I called Glenn Hall and I told him, and he goes, "Oh damn, time you got in there." And we had a really nice chat. I knew he wasn't going to call anybody, or right. he wasn't going to call the media or the news stations or anything. Was like he going to post it on social media? Yeah, yeah. he wouldn't do that yeah. either. You no. called him on the landline, probably, or what? Uh, not the ghoulie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we had a good chat, and that was the end of it. And I just sat there and go, "Okay, now what? Are, what's the rest of my day look like today?" Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned that you got to meet a whole bunch of these other Hall of Famers and get to learn their story. In a sense, is that kind of a unique situation because you get to hang out with alumni all the time, but I'm sure at this point you've heard a lot of those stories before, so this was maybe a little different for you. Well, it's hanging out with guys that have 
just been inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame that I I never had a chance to really know. Like Hendrick, I never played against him. Tommy Brasso, I did play against him, but that was it. I read some things in the paper about him, and I said, Tommy, you and I got a little in common. Uh, the media. <laughs> you don't like the media either. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny. We got a chuckle out of that one. And he said it was only one guy, and he was really a pain in the ass. <laughs> but that was fine. And we chuckled about that. Uh, but it's just little stories outside. And, you know, uh, Pierre Turgeon played against him like I... But I never had conversation mm-hmm. with these guys before, and right. never sat there in our like a on at a table where you're sitting there and you're having lunch and you're just telling stories and yeah. and talking about things, and uh, that was nice. And then I did a little autograph show there, Pierre Turgeon, Carolyn Willette, and myself, and we were in the car for like an hour there and an hour back, so there was a lot of good stories in there. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. Uh, that is the voice of two-time Stanley Cup champion and Hall of Famer Mike Vernon joining us in studio alongside the Cobra, uh, Big Show <laughs> Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Um, who's the guy when you played in the league that had your number that you're like, I hate when we're playing this guy. I have to have my head up right now. <laughs> well, there was a lot of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know, there was... There was some guys you hated, like Claude Lemieux. Oh, okay. He yeah. ran me every time. Like <laughs> in today's game, it was like, what is going on over there? Right. <laughs> goalies don't. No one gets touched. But uh, he used to run me a lot. Um, from a goal perspective, I think it was Lucky Luke Robitaille. Really? Yeah, Lucky. and they called him Lucky Luke for oh, yeah. a reason. Like this guy could be falling down. He'll get a stick on it, knock it in the net, and like. <laughs> It was it was ridiculous. So he was the one guy that I kind of didn't like playing against. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's anybody like look at if you're not ready for guys like Mario Lemieux was another guy that was terrifying. Well, he was terrifying. He had yeah. a wingspan of a seven forty seven. <laughs> right. Um, he had a great shot. He was a big man, and like he was. It was tough. Yeah. Right? So you had to be ready for him. Um, I have to ask you, Vernie. Uh, the Gretzky goal, game two, in oh, overtime yeah. in the 88-month final. Yeah. yeah, I want to ask you about this. Is the reason why Gretzky scored on that shot on you because it took him an hour to wind up and you just fell asleep from boredom? Because by the time Gretzky let go of that slap shot, it felt like an eternity and it finally went in. Is that why it beat you? Did you see how far out I was? <laughs> I did see yeah. that. Yeah, it was watching it was almost circle. at the bottom of the circle. But yeah. He, he said to me later, he said, Vernie, you know, when I hit that puck, it jumped on me. He said there, it got some air under it. So I, I he goes, I think it even dipped. So wow. I don't know. But I, I thought that thing was gone over the net. Yeah. Like I was standing on my feet. I know I'm not that tall, but that thing was up high. Um, we uh, the next year, obviously, uh, you guys win the Stanley Cup, the only uh, Flames Stanley Cup right now, as of today, in franchise history. We hope uh, many Stanley Cups down the road. I've asked this question lately. We've had Colin Patterson in studio, Joel Otto, all these guys. The day that you guys won the Stanley Cup, how was your sleep the night before? Because ask all these guys, they're like they were super nervous. They couldn't do it. Obviously, uh, you, you know, on, on the on the cusp of winning the Stanley Cup in Montreal, 
Take us through that day before you actually won it. How was your sleep? How was your routine? Did you have butterflies? Well, the routine is my routine for almost every game. And uh, and playoff time, it's, it's just magnified a little more. Uh, it was nice because I got my own room, so I didn't have trouble sleeping. Mm. And uh, I would, you know, I'd sleep two, maybe three hours in the afternoon. And nowadays they go, are you kidding me? You can't do that. You know, 20 minutes, that's it. I'm like, are you crazy? (laughs) Not a chance. Work morning radio, Vernon. You can sleep four or five hours. That was was my prep. And I just, it was a routine. You go for a light skate. Sometimes I'd skate. Sometimes I wouldn't. I get all my gear ready. uh, Stretch, do all that stuff. Go have a meeting go have my pregame lunch. I'd make myself, we'd, I'd, I was a nut for ice cream, so I'd, <laughs> on the road, I'd make myself a little banana split. <laughs> yes. That's I'd, awesome. I'd go upstairs, I'd darken the room, and I'd go spin a cocoon for a couple hours, and that was my routine. And then I'd get up and grab a bagel or something and then get to the rink and just start <laughs> the process. But yeah. I never really had trouble sleeping. I... You know, I don't know why. I just, I like, I enjoyed my sleep. So. Yeah. Well, I was just, I was going to ask you if you could sleep, you know, in a, in a game of that magnitude just to shut her down for two or three hours. And it's just like, oh, yeah, no yeah. problem. Don't, no big deal. Yeah. It's just a Stanley Cup final. No, no worries. I played with a guy in uh, San Jose, Steve Shield. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a relaxed guy. I'm pretty calm. I know I have I'm, a little tremor, but I've had that since I was 12. But, he would always look at me and go, "What? How are you so calm all the time?" And I go, "Well, what's? I can't beat the puck up. I can't go to the puck. Everything has to come to me. So why do I have to get all excited about it?" I said, "Just take it as it comes, type thing." And he could never figure it out. And he only played, I think, a couple of years in the league, and then he was done. Like yeah. he was a he was a wreck. Yeah. Like I can't get over it. I played. How guys play like that. I know it's crazy. I played with so many guys too that couldn't sleep where basket cases talk a hundred miles an hour. And then I talk to you and you're just, Hey man, what's up? How you doing? Hey, things are good. Is, is, is there a game that you remember throughout your career that just kind of stands out above all else, whether it's a Stanley cup final game or a regular season game, is there anything in your career that just stands out to you? Uh, one game, one save, one play in your mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm probably Noted for this more than I am two Stanley Cups and a Conn Smythe is a, a fight with Patrick Waugh. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's so what you, is that what you were digging that's for? That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. 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 I was going to say game know. seven didn't, against the Canucks. The we didn't kill that saves. up either. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Take us so through that. Okay. It, it, it's just interesting because uh, I was awful that game. I think I let in five goals. I think the final score was 6-5 for us. And I did not have a good outing. And uh, Patrick comes out of the net, and obviously I go out, and we get in the tussle and things like that. I go into the dressing room. I think I'm done for the night. Osgood comes in and goes, Vernie, they want you back out. I I must be kicked out. I left my crease. I got in a fight. Come on. I got to be kicked out of the game. Uh, No, you're not. So I went back to play, and uh, we... It, it, it was just bizarre. It, that must have fired our team up, that whole incident. And 
the guys, I don't think I had a shot on that for the rest of the game. <laughs> and we came back and won that 6-5. And I did not realize this until after the game, the trainer comes up to me and hands me the puck. He goes, I go, what's that for? That's your 300th victory. Wow. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> I didn't even know because I'm not a stat guy. Yeah. I don't, I'm not yeah. a big stat guy. I look at my goals against and yep. save percentage. That's it, like type thing. But I didn't even realize that. So that is why that game sticks mm. out to me probably the most. Steve Shields <laughs> would have known it was his 300th win. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely would have known it's his 300 win. Uh, Vernie, just real quick, have you talked to Patrick about that fight since? No. No, because I feel like he seems like a guy who would hold a grudge. Yeah, I don't. You know, <laughs> Patrick's a little different guy. Yeah. Beats to his own drum. Yeah. Uh, a great goaltender. Oh, yeah. Uh, that whole incident in the cafeteria or the little uh, breakfast spot years ago when he called me over and we just chatted. And uh, that was interesting, but. He wanted to, he wanted, Vernie, like we, hear we're all story? looking about that. Yeah, like we're all puzzled right now. You got to tell us like, oh, you and we're going to go long here. Sorry. Story. Okay. Yeah. We're supposed sorry. to be on a nine. Oh, we're going long. We got yep. Mike Vernon okay. in the studio. We got nothing coming up. You just I'll go, relax. I'll do the quick story, story of this. No, no, no. It's okay. Just take your time. So, uh, I got traded to Detroit We're Montreal and Detroit are playing morning skate. I go to this little breakfast, uh, spot across the street. Uh, I'm standing there. I'm by myself. He sees me, and he's by himself. Bernie, come here, come here. He waves me over, and I'm like, ah, I don't really want to talk to Patrick right now. (laughs) (laughs) We play them tonight. I don't know. Uh I sit down, and he goes, you know, I want to retire. I've had it with these fans, the media, everything else. I'm going to retire. And and I looked at him, and I'm going, okay, I get it. You're a hometown boy. I was a hometown boy. I know what you're going through. Look at, just get traded. I'm in Detroit now. It's great and things like that. And then I think that whatever, we go on that night, we beat them 9-1. Oh, I remember that. And uh, Mario uh, Trombley was the coach. Like, he left him in for all nine. He goes to the bench right. and he walks by Trombley and gives him a look. Yep. And then that's when there was no glass in behind and Wrong the president Corey Corey's right there. Yep. And I just can only imagine what he said to him. I'll never play another game, just trade me or something. So, and then he went and sat back. And that was four days later, he was traded okay. to Colorado. Okay. Um, so Mike, thanks for telling that story. I grew up a diehard Patrick Waugh and Habs fan. Uh, number one, thanks for breaking my Sorry heart. Sorry about 19- that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for breaking my heart in 1989, number one. Number two. I cried the day Patrick Waugh got traded. And now that I've realized that uh, you're maybe part of the reason why he left Montreal, I think that's all the time we have for you today. Mike. Might, might have planned Thanks for joining us in the studio. Yeah. Thanks for joining us in the oh. studio, Bernie. Get the hell out. I'm just kidding. Oh, hold it here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, be- you must thank Jamie McCowan then. Yeah, well. In 86, because we yeah. drop it in overtime. And well, next I- thing you know, they're coming down on me on a two-on-one. Yeah. With, and Scrooglin scores. And yeah. I'm like, where did the defenseman go? Yeah. <laughs> at the far blue line. I was like, what is going on here? Awesome yeah. stuff. Uh, <laughs> Stanley Cup champion, That's Mike Vernon. Got to ask you, too. Again, we're going to go long. This is, this is a lot of fun. We don't get a chance to talk to someone like 
you in studio uh, that often. Um, when did you switch buckets? Because your your helmet with the flames, legendary. The old cage, the helmet. Oh. When did you decide, like, you know what, guys are starting to shoot a little <laughs> harder. Maybe this isn't the safest piece of equipment. When did you decide to change your mask? Well, that was easy. We're morning skate in Edmonton. Uh, Terry Chris was the coach. He had this drill... Yeah, let's warm up the goalies with a two on O. <laughs> I <laughs> like, hated that what? one. So dumb. Oh my yeah. god. Two on O's? <laughs> two on O's. Okay. Yeah. So two on O and I go across and Newendike just kinda one times it. And I tried to duck to have the thing go over my head and caught me square in the forehead. Uh it was a pressure cut. I was cut for thirty four stitches. Oh my goodness. And I, I was that. out for a week. And uh yeah, and then I said, okay, I got to change my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was an easy decision. No kidding. I remember that, too, because my playing minor hockey, I had a two-piece helmet as well. And the second that you got smoked in the head, I was like, I went to my dad, like, I need a one-piece. He's like, yeah, you're, not, you're, my, my you're, you're not getting one. Yeah. Um, Brent, uh, the Cobra uh, <laughs> over here, has told us the story uh, to us. Um, you were his roommate when he was a rookie. Now, what are your recollections of a of a tall... Handsome, first skinny. round draft pick. Svelte. Skinny. Svelte. Right? Yep. Winkler, Manitoba. Did you ever hear the quote he said about Rick DiPietro, too, during the draft? No. Uh, why don't you tell him the quote you said? Yeah, I don't even oh. remember saying this, but it's on record as saying, I heard Rick DiPietro can play the puck, but can he stop it? Is That's what, what I he said as an 18 year old. Just an idiot. a 15 year contract. Yeah, we got yeah. 60 million to 15 years. Anything very personal. You look down at DiPietro and said, hey, I hear this guy can play the puck, but can he stop it? <laughs> <laughs> where, where did that arrogance come I from? Know. I don't know. I don't so, know. So Mike Vernon, Hall of Famer, Stanley Cup champion. What do you remember about rooming with the Cobra? I uh, no recollection. <laughs> Zero. Zero. I and I ter- want to keep it that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was terrified to even come shake your hand. I really? love it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little guy. You're, you're, I know, but I grew up watching you. Right? It's like this is I remember calling my dad. I said, like, I'm, they got me rooming with Mike Vernon. Like he's like, What? That's crazy. Don't do anything stupid. And just like pick his brain, talk to him as much yep. as you possibly can. And uh hopefully I did talk to you. You did. I well you gave me the time. You drove you drove me to fitness testing. We drove over in your old Grand Cherokee that you had. Oh yeah. Yeah, whipped over there. You crushed it like it was no big deal. I couldn't even lift my feet. I was oh, so terrified. That's the worst thing ever, that testing. That was honest to God, I was done for three days after, four days after. Yeah. What, what was your summer regimen? Banana splits? <laughs> no. <laughs> Believe it or not, I used to work out. <laughs> yeah. You're in good shape still. Yeah. You're in good uh, shape. Not, not really. But anyway, I used to do whatever they asked me to. Pierre Paget, when I first started, handed out a little book, and I did it. I used to run River Park, and then in between... There was all these telephone poles, and I used to sprint every other one of them. Mm-hmm. So I used to do my workouts. Yeah. And thing. I never had 500 push-ups and <laughs> sit-ups like Jamie Hislop, but yeah. I was in decent shape. VO2, one year, I was 60, 62 or something like that. Gary Suter was ahead of me, and I'd... Badger Bob says, oh, that's a world-class athlete. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever, but I just yeah. stand there. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember Jamie Hislop in the dressing room doing the prison workout where he basically turned the bike and stare at the wall and pedal for an hour. Oh. And the man's still jacked today. I know guys that used to take the bike, put it in the sauna, yeah. 
like Neil Sheehy <laughs> and ride just to lose weight. <laughs> just, just to cut down before camp. What was going through your mind in that glove save you made when you slid into the net? I think it was on Stan Smeal. Oh, yeah. Thank, Thank God, God it was Stan Smeal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You don't think you yeah. just—I—I I really just—you just react. I mean, everybody talks about that save, but I think the Petri Squeaker one was good, probably better, more difficult, and then even Tony Tanti. Yeah, he picked the top corner, and I got my glove on it. But it—you know—it's unreal. They got those scoring chances, and then we go down the other end and. One goes off Otto's big toe <laughs> into the net. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how that works out? Like all those saves and then all of a sudden that eventually leads to a Stanley Cup championship. want to ask you about the uh, the puck that went in on you in overtime against the Kings in 90. What was going through <clears> your head when that thing was just floating? Floating over my head? Yeah, and you're like, you're like oh, please. Like what oh, was yeah. going through your head there? Uh, yeah. I... I, I <laughs> I was just hopeless. I was it helpless. Like I was just, I was down, and this thing flutters the slow motion <laughs> thing, and I like, read it. the slow death, and made in Czechoslovakia, made in Czechoslovakia, <laughs> plop into the mat. Yeah. <laughs> the labeling, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, we saw Dennis Gilbert do a good job of clearing out the net, and I know that you had some some teammates that could handle the task. Do you have any any favorites? Do you have like a Chris Tanev to Jacob Markstrom? Anyone that stands out from your time? Maybe at the Flames specifically? Well, Rob Ramage was good. I To this day, I... I don't know why we traded him after the playoff run and we won the Stanley Cup, but he was a big man. He played penalty kill, power play, regular shift. Uh, he was a specimen. He was a great leader, um, great human being. And uh, it, Brad Mar or Brad McCrimmon, too, mm. he, the beast we called him. I mean, I remember one time he got a cross-check in front of the net and he looked at me, and he pulled his glove off. He had to push his nose up oh, because it oh. kind of ripped right across. He, I think he went in and had 20-some-odd stitches to put it back together, and he was back on the ice within, like, eight minutes. <laughs> you talk about tough, right? <laughs> he was, And he was – this guy was really tricky with his stick. Guys would try to go around him, and he would get his stick and push it to their hip. Mm. Right, knock just the hip push out. Push the hip, just a little nudge, just to slow him down a yeah. bit. Uh, but it was back in those days. It was a bit of a war. Like there was a lot of stick work out there, and uh, a lot of stuff happened behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah. So, which was, you know, it was interesting, and I saw a lot of it. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, Jamie McCowan, as scrawny and wire as he was, they, he was he probably had one of the best fights with uh, Delorme against Vancouver. Oh, if you yeah. ever watch that, it was a long one too. And they went toe to toe. Oh yeah. I've seen that. That's like crazy. it's crazy. What, uh, what was it like having Al McKinnis slap shot to practice against Did He ever shoot it on you? Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Al was good. Him and I got drafted the same year. So we were kind of knew each other a bit and things like that. And he wouldn't really unleash it. Me, but <laughs> the, the poor backup goaltender. You know, just get it. Oh, stop. It would just be, oh my God. The poor kid. Yeah. Trying to put it through him. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't pleasant some days. No. But the, the one thing about Al, he was very accurate with his shot. Yeah. He knew where it was going all the time. I remember we were, I was in Detroit. I was with the Red Wings and 
He was with St. Louis, and I don't know how this happened. He had a breakaway. <laughs> and Jamie McCown wasn't playing for the Red okay, Wings, but right. I didn't understand why. So he had a breakaway, and I'm like, okay, he's just going to fire this thing, and I'm ready for that. And he, he goes to a backhand deke. <laughs> and if you saw his stick, it's like it's like a wet – like you, you, you can't do it. Yeah. And after the game, I looked at him and I'm like, what the, what was that about? <laughs> he goes, I knew you were thinking shot all the time. And I, just, I thought I'd catch you off guard. And I did. <laughs> you did all right. Uh, You're buying the beer. <laughs> that's uh, incredible stuff. Uh, Mike, we could talk to you all day. Uh, unfortunately, sure. we got kind of got to run, but we got We got a little bit of business. Okay. We got to attend to. Uh, we have a 12 days of Christmas, courtesy of our good friends at Wild Rose Brewery. We open an on-air uh, advent calendar. We've been asking our text line, uh, Mike Vernon's in the Hall of Fame like I'm in the Hall of Fame for blank. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to play some text messages uh, from our okay. listeners, and you're going to pick the best one, and that's going to be the winner. Usually we do this to Kron, and he starts to sweat, and he gets all s- – the Cobra starts to sweat. <laughs> do Cobra sweat? Yeah, yeah. He starts to sweat. He's like, I don't know who to pick as the winner. We're going to play some text messages for you. With okay. our text-reading robot, Texty McTexerson. It's a very professional radio show here, Mike. All right. So uh, you ready for some text messages from sure. our listeners? All right, fire up, Texty. Peter from Bridgeland. Mike Vernon is in the Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Fame Hollandaise Sauce Magic. I keep the excess in the fridge as a spread for toast, bagels, grilled cheese. So good. <laughs> okay, very good. Hollandaise sauce. Nice, yeah. very right. good. Yeah. Are you a fan of Hollandaise sauce? Uh... I, yeah, I like eggs Benedict. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's all right. All right. The Hall of Fame of Hollandaise sauce. Say that three times fast. All yeah. right, next. Anthony in Mission. I'm in the Hall of Fame for putting up my own Christmas lights. <laughs> <laughs> Call Do back. you put up your own Christmas lights? Call back. Uh, well, I, I used to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Keep them rolling. DW in Traku. Mike Vernon is in the Hall of Fame. Like I'm in the Hall of Fame of abusing my liver with cheap beer. No. Because oh. that's what God gave me two livers for. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm not a beer drinker. No? What's no. your what's your choice there? I'd wine, rather you have wine, guy? wine, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A mm. red, white, cab guy, Napa uh, Valley? Red. Okay. I'm more of a red guy. Okay, all right. A lot of hockey players are like that. I've seen this guy pound some red wine back. <laughs> He's, no. got, he's got <laughs> Vernie. Vernie. He has. A, he definitely has a, a very advanced palate. Yeah, I got that purple mouth guard in too. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. it's just nice. purple. That's you know, always nice. Right? Yeah. The 10 a.m. starts. Have you really been drinking? No, 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 not at we'll all. Gave it away. <laughs> yeah. Little smiley. Face. All right, all right. Do we? We got a good one, right? Do we pick a good one here? Because so far, Kevin it's in Calgary. Right. I'm in the Hall of Fame for silent auction buys while having too many cocktails signed my Mike Smith poster and my Young Guns poster. (laughs) 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 Okay. Gotta love a good silent auction. So far, I think we're 0 for 4 right now, Vernie. I'm not really. Yeah, I'm not. Okay, I'm not feeling. All right, let's get a good one here. Let's go. Jamie in Airdrie. Vernie is in the Hall of Fame for kicking ass. Go Red Wings. I'm in the Hall of Fame for signaling while merging onto Deerfoot at a proper speed. (laughs) I think that's important. That is very important. I think that's important. How many more we got? Uh, We got four more. Do we got a good one? I didn't pick. I can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So far, Jamie and Airdrie is probably the best one with the signaling. Yeah. All right. Hit it. Jeremy in Calgary. I would be in the Hall of Fame for falling asleep. Okay, passing out. 
Waking up to people banging on the stall door cause I was snoring so loud two years in a row at a bone spiel in Hope, B.C. Oh, a bone spiel? Yeah, bone spiel. Do you love a good bone spiel? You ever curl? No. Never did. Mm. My parents did. I never did. You a curler ever? I pulled my groin. I curled once. I pulled my groin. Okay. And <laughs> All right. I've got. Have you ever golfed with Tim Verde? Uh, I don't know. No, we, ever we've been, been at golf tournaments. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, you yeah. should. He can't bend over. It's quite the scene. <laughs> it's well, I've seen him do the splits. Yeah. 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 Bend over. Can't bend the knee. Yeah, yeah he can't bend I... the knee. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen anybody put a peg in the ground with their knees completely locked yeah. straight. That's Brent Cron. It's gross. You got to wash your eyes off yeah. after you're done. So yeah. now what do you do? Just go down to the splits, <laughs> tee it up, and bounce back up. Yeah, right back up like it's nothing. Because <laughs> you're that nimble. I am. Well, All right, let's get some hits? more. Let's get a good one. Kelly in Copperfield. I'm in the Hall of Fame for continually racking up my husband's visa buying sports memorabilia. Okay. The best part is that it's all for me. He doesn't watch sports. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. All right. How many more do we got here? Two? Please. Two, please. two more. Okay, okay, please a good one. Cam in Calgary. I would like to give you my Hall of Fame answer, but I'm a terrible procrastinator. <laughs> All right. Next. <laughs> so Paul funny. in Chestermere. I'm in the Hall of Fame for making plans in advance and then canceling them a few days before. <laughs> Who was that? It was Paul. Okay, Paul, Paul congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I'm down an executive decision. Yeah. I can't hear any more of these. Yeah. Paul, congratulations. Uh, you win uh, day seven of our uh, Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, GVP, open the on-air advent calendar, please. It's a Wild Rose Brewery hoodie. Oh, a hoodie. Nice. Oh, that's not bad. Nice. Wild Rose Brewery has been serving up premium craft beer to Albertans since 1996. Whether you're looking for a finely tuned craft lager or a robust porter, they've got something for everyone. Find them around Alberta and at their tap room in the Curry Barracks. Real quick, Vernon, before we go, we appreciate your time. Um, Vegas was in the league when you played in the league. Would that have been bad news for you if Las Vegas was in the NHL when you played in the show? Uh only if we had to overnight. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, real quick. Nowadays they fly out after the uh, game. Most underrated, most underrated city in the NHL when you played. Most underrated. Yeah, because we know New York, all the big Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Well, best underrated city that you liked on the road. Quebec. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Great what? Italian restaurant there, <laughs> and the bar stayed open late. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure did. <laughs> Worst city. Worst. Yeah. Hartford? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that's got to be up there. Yeah. That's probably it. Hartford? Because everything shuts down. Yeah. Everybody goes home. That's the insurance capital. And, and the arena Saint was Louis. in a mall, right? Yeah. Essentially? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. But it had a great song, though, didn't it? The theme song? Oh, yeah. The Brass Bonanza? <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, Prod. <laughs> let's go. Immediately. <laughs> Just say immediately to him, Bertie. Immediately. There you go. Uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, this has been terrific. Uh, do you want to sign uh, Kron's jersey on air, or do you want to do it after? And we'll take a video of it. Oh, yeah, we'll, like, wow. we'll take a video of it. We'll video. post it on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you think Kron could fit that if he, put, if he tries to wear it? Uh, <laughs> maybe over his head. Maybe I, his big toe. <laughs> I tried it on last night, and I couldn't fit my arm through here. And I then guess. I stretched out the number, but it still says 30, and it still there says Vernon on the back. Uh, <laughs> Hockey Hall of Famer, Mike Vernon, terrific stuff. Oh, wow. Blind him out to that. Uh, Cobro, you'll be back tomorrow breaking I down will. the uh, Golden Knights and Flames tonight. That's it for us. What do you got coming up at Mucho Big Show? Uh, we'll talk a little Flames. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
Hell sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Talk flames and <laughs> Whatever. throw away the text line today. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mike Vernon, terrific stuff. Thanks for this, pal. Great. Anytime. All right. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon on the podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow. Have a terrific day. Enjoy the game tonight. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog. <laughs>